With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hi, everyone. Tennis.com podcast here once again. I'm Ed McGrogan talking with Pete Boda, who's out at Roland Garros. Uh, today, the semifinals for both the men and women completely set. Um, on the women's side in the morning, you had Azarenka and Sharapova going through. Uh, we'll get to that in, in just a bit, but I did want to start, Pete, with uh, Nadal and Djokovic, who win their matches today, um, both in straight sets, kind of along the same lines of the other quarterfinals, all straight setters, and it, it sets up you know, the semifinal that I think most people wanted to see. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, Rafa tried to take the low road in the press room saying it's just a semifinal, and that's not, you know, that's not why he's here. So it was kind of interesting. But, it, you know, what was interesting was I, I studied these two guys both in the, in the press conference, asked a couple questions about how they're going to feel tomorrow, what they need to do, you know, how special is it for them, that kind of thing. And um, it was it was very interesting to see their different reactions. Rafa looks a lot more tense. He looks a lot more kind of edgy and sort of uncertain, and Djokovic looked very, very relaxed. On the other hand, Nadal went out there and played probably his best match of the tournament so far for him. He really cleaned Wawrinka's clock, and Wawrinka was playing very, very well. So, you know, you know, he he won the battle on a court in a sense because Djokovic had a little bit more of a struggle with Tommy Haas. But also, um, you know, Djokovic seemed like the more relaxed guy looking forward to Friday. Yeah, that actually surprised me what you just said there, sort of along the lines of what you were saying for Rafa, is that he, today, um, he, I think, has gotten better as each match has gone on in this tournament, and today, against certainly a dangerous quarterfinalist in, in Vavrinka, he, of course, won five sets the round prior with Gasquet, but you know, a guy who potentially would have the game if he's, you know, hitting everything to, to trouble Rafa there... Um, you know, for Nadal, it's it is looking like he's kind of building toward this Djokovic clash here. Um, you you watch this match pretty closely. I mean, what did Rafa what did Rafa do so well? And uh, and alternatively, if Wawrinka just didn't have the belief today. Well, you know, it's funny. I guess Rafa figured that if I can't get one, if I can't get the Swiss guy with the one-handed backhand who I like beating up on here, then I'll get the other Swiss guy with the one-handed backhand. And that's <laughs> what he did basically. I mean, he he you know he pounded away Wawrinka's backhand and and then changed the direction pretty frequently to go back to the forehand. You know. He wasn't afraid of it, but, you know, essentially. And, you know, I think in the long term, his athleticism really saw him through this one because Vavrinka was hitting the ball very well. He hits a very clean ball. That can sometimes be a detriment because it's right in Rafa's strike zone unless it's really an overpowering kind of a, you know, semi-unreturnable ball. So, you know, I, I think, you know, he's, he, he, he did good work. He went right into the lines then, went right at that backhand that everybody liked so much and, and broke it down. Going back to Nadal Djokovic, you know, thinking about this match on Friday, 
it it is to me um, a little a little tough to call here, not just on the not just on the value that these two have played each other close for most of their careers. You think about this French Open. I think both guys have had some very impressive showings, some showings that are kind of raise an eyebrow. Um, and then throughout this clay season, you had Djokovic, of course, having the, the trump card, the win over Rafa and Monte Carlo, but then Rafa really sweeping his way through everything else while Djokovic faltered a bit. I mean, do you see anyone kind of coming into this with an edge, or do you think it's kind of a clean slate at this point? I think I have to give Djokovic a slight edge because Rafa still looks a little uncertain to me. You know, I think he's still, you know, not entirely in a comfort zone. Um, you know, with Djokovic, when he talks about Djokovic's different from how he talks about other people. So uh, I would have to give Djokovic a slight edge. I mean, I think Djokovic has just looked really, really relaxed here. And I think he's, you know, he's he's gotten to the point where he can sort of tread water a little bit during some of these matches. He doesn't have to bring that um, insane in- intensity that we saw like in the Australian Open final and, you know, with Rafa two years ago and other matches with him. So uh, I'm liking the way Djokovic looks. On the other hand, look, I mean, Nadal's won here seven times and he made a point of, you know, Djokovic told people that, told us essentially that, you know, he's going to get some confidence out of that win in Monte Carlo. But then Nadal in so many words said, you know, hey, yeah, but that's Monte Carlo. This is my house. That's ancient history. This is now. I feel comfortable on his court. It's a different court from Monte Carlo. So both guys fired a couple shots across each other's bow. You know, it does remind me a little bit in a way of, of what we saw, you know, four or five years ago when we are talking about Nadal finally trying to unseat Federer at Wimbledon, trying to get that first Wimbledon title for him. And, and you know, we've seen incremental steps from Djokovic along the way. He's now beaten Rafa at each of the, at each of the clay masters. And motivation for him can't possibly be lacking, you know, talking about this event going in. And then you have this thing with um, his his youth coach just passing away during this tournament and for Rafa the motivation almost in a way to me is really just to kind of to keep holding the the naysayers at bay where Djokovic is is, I think a lot of people and perhaps a French crowd too on Friday is is gonna is gonna beef behind Djokovic because they just want to see something new they want to see that moment they want to be there when Rafa finally gets taken down um well, and, that's an unfortunate that's an unfortunate reality, but that is what it is. I mean, look, nothing lasts forever. That's just a, a truism. And you know, at some point, this streak is going to come to an end. I think Nadal feels it himself. I think he's been feeling under a lot of pressure. He hasn't really talked about that. He he seems to think that the pressure is related to how he's been playing. In other words, if he seems tense and nervous at times, it's because he hasn't played as well as he wants. That's probably true. But one of the reasons he's not playing as well as he wants might be because he's feeling his pressure. In the morning, uh, we'll switch to the women now, and uh, some some thoughts on Sharapova in particular. I mean, you watched her match. Um, the the other quarterfinal was Azarenka getting by another Maria Karolinko, um, seven six, and then winning the second set a little bit easier there. And that goes. Uh, the first set couldn't have been more different in the Sharapova match uh, against Yankovic. It, it was a six zero set, and I think. If you would have said to anybody there's you know a shutout in the first set of this match, nine out of ten people would say Sharapova was the one that doled it out there. But it was actually Yankovic. I mean, what what really happened in the start there to just to just turn that into a laugh? Or? Maria basically missed every ball. 
uh, that she hit. The irony was that she served very well. I think she only had, she only had, I think, one double. Might not even have been in a first set. I think it was. But, um, no, uh, you know, she could not keep the ball in a, in a court. Jankovic did two things very well. She defended really well and she served really well. And so her serve enabled her to hold her service games pretty well, you know, kept Maria from getting a bead on her serve. Maria was off balance right from the start. And then her defense and her counterpunching ability on a day when, you know, when Maria for that one set, you know, just couldn't find a court with her ground strokes. That's all she needed. Let's again look ahead to to one match. This one will be tomorrow, and it's between the two women that won today. As I said, Azarenka Sharapova. Um, this I think is another kind of close call match too. Um, what are your thoughts on it? I think Azarenka has been the sleeper of this tournament. Look, there's no reason why she shouldn't play well on clay. I can't think of a single reason why, other than her personal history, that she shouldn't be able to do as well on this surface, pretty much as she does on everything else. Maybe always be a little bit better on hard, but you know she's 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 very athletic. She can keep the ball in play forever if she puts her mind to it. And that's really all you need in clay court tennis, I think. I mean, you know, it's that plus the confidence that you're playing, the confidence that you can do it. Now, that's where the big question is going to lie. Is she going to feel like she can do this? Or is she thinking, well, gee, it's clay. I don't know. It's not my favorite. And maybe, you know, maybe thinking, well, I don't need this as much because I got the hard court season coming up and I'm the Australian Open champion. So, you know, I, I, got, I got plenty. I can make hay while the sun shines later on. It depends on how much she wants us. Yeah, we will see tomorrow kind of just everything you just said there. We'll see how Azarenka puts us. I mean, she is been f- been more than fine on the surface thus far, including today. So Sharapova, um, by the way, looked very, very good in a second and third sets. I've never even on clay. I mean, she's played some good matches on clay, but I've, you know, it was not the usual Sharapova for performance where she, you know, hit, puts away the second or third ball and either makes a winner or an error. This was, you know, she was she and she and uh, Yankovic went at it, you know, hammer and tongue for a pretty long time and a lot of points, a lot of long, long baseline rallies, and Sharapova gave, gave as good as she got, and that's a good sign for her going up against that. Right, she may have to do much the same tomorrow. So um, that's when we'll connect again, Pete, uh, after the women's semis. And uh, for everybody now, Tennis.com Podcast, thank you for listening. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.